0: And now, closest to the story, it's Sheila Miller. She is communications manager for the Bend Police Department. Sheila, good morning.
1: Good morning. Nice to be here.
0: Nice to see you again. Appreciate you coming in. Last week, the bulletin had this this big headline. In fact, I'll just read the big headline because it was a little misleading, I thought. Uh, where it says, new records show disarray in Bend Police school district threat response. Disarray? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, I think um, we can always uh, stand to improve our communication with the public and with uh, with different, you know, departments. And so if there's something we could have done better, we're happy to keep trying.
0: Well, let's go over the situation that, that occurred. What was the situation?
1: So um, in early February, uh, dispatch received a call to its non-emergency dispatch line uh, from a caller reporting that he had... Um, weapons, and he was in the parking lot of Bend High, and he was about to go in and kill people. And so our officers responded in force. I mean, we had dozens of officers. We also had law enforcement from other agencies, which we always really appreciate how they come together and, and join us in these big calls. Um, and our officers, um, you know, searched the parking lot, searched the entire campus, and that included um, going into the school and clearing wing by wing bent high to make sure there was no danger to our students or staff.
0: Number one, it seems pretty unusual that a criminal is going to announce his intentions and then to call the non-emergency dispatch number
1: it is rare. Uh, I certainly wouldn't pretend to know why criminals do what they do. Um, and sometimes people are looking for attention. Um, sometimes they're hoping someone will stop them. You know, there's different reasons that people do what they do. But in a situation like that, we're not going to second guess it. We have to go full force and try and end a threat if it exists. Uh,
0: you're good friends with Julie Rutman, who is uh, with Ben Lapine Schools. Absolutely. That was involved in this. So... How is the communication between the police department and the school?
1: So um, from our perspective, um, we, as soon as we knew what was happening, um, our school resource officer told the school to go into secure, um, which was once called lockout. It's now called secure status. Um, And that is different from lockdown because secure means doors are locked, uh, school continues as usual. And a lockdown would be kind of a shelter in place, you know, Turn off the lights, teaching um, is paused while we deal with a situation. Um, So we uh, asked the school to go into secure, and then officers who arrived after not locating a person outside um, decided that they needed to go into the school to make sure there wasn't a threat inside. Um, And it's not as though our officers were just wandering around campus by themselves, they had a school official with them. Um, Our officers priority has to be that security. Um, and so um, they were in touch with school officials within the school. And to us, that seemed like enough of a communication to let people know what we were working on.
0: The, uh, let's go over the difference between secure and lockdown again. So a secure status is when there's a threat outside the school.
1: That's right. And, and this is more of like a school uh, decision, I think. Um, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. The a secure situation is there's a there's a threat outside of the school. And so schools lock their doors. This could be police activity in the area, anything like that. Um, it could be, you know, somebody in the parking lot with a knife or a gun. Um and then a lockdown is typically when there is a threat that is in the building. And so you are turning off lights, you're hiding, you're being quiet to prevent um, any further incident inside of the school. So
0: you could, I can see where there might be some confusion. As Are we in lockdown? Are we in secure? Because we've got police, wander, not wandering the halls, police you know, in the building now searching room to room. Mm-hmm. Um, So why aren't we locked down?
1: Yeah. And I think that's an an interesting issue for us. um, Our priority is is ending that threat. And um, I would expect that the school district finds themselves in a slightly different situation where their role is to obviously keep their kids and staff safe. And their role is also to let people know um, or to make that decision, right? If they don't think a secure is enough, um, I think our position would be that they would go into lockdown if that's what they choose to do. Um, but from our perspective, we're going to do what we have to do to, to end a threat. And whether a school is insecure or lockdown, that doesn't really affect what our officers have to do.
0: That makes sense. There was a real good uh, quote at the end of the article that uh, 17-year-old senior, Tobin Jansen made. He said they can't give out too much information or else people go into a full-out panic. And if they give out too little information, they go into a full-out panic. Right on, Tobin.
1: Kids get it, you know, and, and it is always a challenge for us, right? Our goal is to be as transparent as possible. Um, like I've mentioned before, when you see dozens of cop cars screaming down a road and going to your high school, you want to know what happened and you want to know why uh, we responded the way we did. And then that's why we choose to release as much information as we can.
0: You mentioned school resource officers. Are they? Uh, how many do we have? Where are they at?
1: So Bend police have five. Um, I believe the sheriff's office, because some of Ben Lepine's schools are outside of city limits. Um, they have a couple as well. Um, so we have five currently and, um, they're spread out throughout the district. They primarily are located at high schools, but they all, um, you know, work with elementary and middle schools as well.
0: Really kind of rotate.
1: Um, so for example, a, a An SRO who's assigned to Summit High might also have as their primary places the elementaries and middles nearby.
0: I see. So uh, apparently in the legislature, there was a failure of a bill to increase Department of Education funding for school resource officers. So where does the money come from to pay these SROs?
1: Um, Our SROs are paid um, partly by the police department and partly by the district. So we split the cost of those officers.
0: Are there... I don't want to say they're clamoring for more, but would the schools like to have more SROs?
1: Um, I think most, I think a lot of, you hear a lot of people saying that they would like to see more SROs in schools. Um, And, you know, I think that our department um, would be open to that. I think there is a challenge of, um, having enough staffing to allow for that. You know, we, um, it's not easy to, um, become a full fledged police officer. Um, it requires quite a lot of training. And so even when we hire new officers, it still takes months or over a year to become an officer with Ben PD. So we can hire as many people as we can, although we try and keep, um, our standards as high as possible. Um, and so even if we were to hire 10 new people, uh, we would still need at least a year to get all of those people into our into our workforce.
0: We're gonna switch gears a little bit. Uh, we had uh, District Attorney Steve Gunnels in, uh, what was just yesterday, actually Monday, and uh, he mentioned to us, and we ran a story this morning, that uh, he sees way too many DUIs coming across his desk What's the perspective from the police department?
1: You know, um, we see too many DUIs on the street every day. Um, We actually, over the last couple of years, because we'd heard from the public um, that DUIs were a concern and a priority, um, we added two full-time positions in our traffic um, department. And those people, their whole job is to find DUIs. They work, uh, you know, all every single one of their shifts is pulling people over and getting DUIs off the street. Um, and unfortunately for all of us, business is good for them. They don't have any any trouble getting two, three DUIs in a shift. And, um, you know, I think as a community, we really have to make some hard decisions, right? Um, we are um, inundated with people who are driving under the influence of alcohol and drugs, and there's no excuse for it. There are There are safe rides home. Uh, This is not the tiny town that only had one or two taxis. Uh, This is a place with ride shares. This is a place where, I don't know about you, but if I'd had too much to drink, I know a lot of people who would be willing to come and pick me up in the middle of the night just to keep from putting myself or other people in danger.
0: So advice to friends and family members?
1: Uh, Make a plan. um, Walk. Call a taxi. Call, you know, a ride share. There's just no excuse. And, um you know, you could kill somebody. You could kill yourself, but you could also kill somebody else. And that's, um, that's something that would be really hard to live with. Last year, we had 692 DUIs. Um, and this year, we're already on track to either be there or surpass it, um, 161 when I looked this morning. And I think um, we would love to see zero. We would love to not be able to find DUIs on a, on a night shift. But that is not the case in our community.
0: Uh, you probably don't have a feel for this, but I'm, I'm wondering if it's uh, visitors versus residents. And uh, overall, are we becoming a place where what happens in Bend stays in Bend?
1: You know, this runs the gamut. We see DUIs at 10 a.m. We see them at 3 in the morning. We see them on Fridays. We see them on Tuesdays. Um, one of the scary stats that I saw last year was I want to say um, like 1 in 4 or 1 in 5 of our DUIs was over a 020 BAC. Um, 0.08 is what we think of as the legal limit. Um, 0.20 is a lot, and we were seeing those in the middle of the day. I mean, that's really scary, and so um, that could be visitors, that could be people who are local, but um, either way, it's unacceptable.
0: All right. Sheila Miller, she's communications manager with the Ben Police Department. Great to see you, as always.
1: Thank you. Nice to see you, too.
0: Thanks for coming in. FM News 100.1, 1110, KBND. It's 10 till 9.